Welcome to The Trainer's Tribe, a podcast for group fitness business owners who want a reliable business that gives them the freedom and impact they desire. My name is Kyle Wood, and I'm joined by Dale Sidebottom. We're the first people to tell you that working harder or working longer is not necessary. We've both built successful boot camps and created profitable online businesses, which has given us the lifestyles that we love. How do you build a fitness business that's both profitable and that you love working on? That's why we created this podcast. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey guys, it's Kyle here. And Dal. Uh, you might be wondering if you've been listening to this podcast for the last 10 weeks or so that it's been running, uh, how, like, where, where the catch is? Like, where's the bit that we're going to be like, Haha, we've been giving all this, gotcha. free, all this free stuff and, and now we want, we want you to do this thing. Um, well, there is no catch. I mean, the reason we created the Trainers Tribe was because we're both really passionate about the industry that we work in and we, we'd love to see an industry that has more community, that trainers feel supported in and that trainers are being successful in, you know, like so that they're not just burning out because something like 90% of trainers quit in the first 12 months. Because it's, it's not like a normal job, is it, Kyle, where you, like, particularly for a teacher, go into a staff room and you've got other people around you. Whereas when you're running a business, particularly outdoors, if you're not at a gym or anything like that, it's you by yourself. Uh-huh. You've got no mentors particularly, and you're just stuck out there by yourself, and it is hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, one of the ways we're doing that is through this podcast, but another way which we are starting in November is through face-to-face training as well. So you can come and train with us and we'll, we'll dive into this stuff in more depth. Uh, so, Dale, do you want to tell us a bit about yeah, so our the, first event? Our first event's in Melbourne, and obviously um, we, we wanted to study Melbourne because that's where Kyle and myself are both from, but it's going to be a full-day event. We're starting at 8.30 till 3 um, on Sunday the 6th of November. And basically what this day is going to be, it's we're going to give you skills, resources, and ideas on how to plan and run really engaging sessions. You know, formulas that Kyle has learned from running bootcamp ideas online for six years, as well as a really successful bootcamp, all right? Also, ways that I've learned to run engaging lessons from my eight years as a PE teacher and all the training I did through my teaching, and then also in the bootcamp. So together, I think we've found like a really winning formula with amazing resources on particularly ways to engage clients. So mm-hmm. we're going to go step-by-step step through different activities. There'll probably be 30 different activities that we'll go through on the day. You'll get everything we do in a resource. There's brand new games. We've even made up a, a board game fitness <laughs> for um, everybody that comes. So it's just going to be a really engaging day. And also, it's going to give you the chance to network and build up those mm. groups that you just haven't the had. Support and that. You know, yeah. and mm-hmm. not only that Kyle and myself are here for you, but it's also your fellow trainers that you will meet on the day. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right, guys. So uh, if you want to find out more about that, uh, you can click the link that's in the show notes right now if you're looking at that, or you can head to uh, the Trainers Tribe, and up the top you'll see um, in the menu, you'll see a button saying workshops, and you can put in your interest. Uh, we're just seeing who wants to come right now. So so we'd love for you to put your hand up and say that you'd be interested in coming. Cool. Good day and welcome to episode 12 of the Trainers Tribe. Today's episode, we're talking all about 
outsourcing, which is going to lead us to basically how to free up your time by getting other people to do some of the stuff you do for you, which will leave you just to do the stuff that only you can do. Mm. So free up time basically to uh, expand the business and really focus on the areas that you dominate best at. Uh, And before we get into that, we're actually really excited, uh, Kyle, that we're planning a... It's called The Weekend by the Trainers Tribe. It makes me think of like a Rip Curl commercial. Well, if people (laughs) want to come and surf, they can. But basically, we've been uh, yeah really talking about this for a while now, probably a good couple of months, Uh and just talking about putting together a weekend that is full of content, experts, and basically giving a course back to trainers that isn't just a, a course to get, I don't know, yeah hours up or or just focusing on one thing yeah yeah you know it's it's a complete package about how to build your brand and your business Uh yeah we i mean this is something i've wanted to do for like years yeah like i can think of when i first thought about running some sort of conference or event for just for trainers just for group fitness trainers really so I feel like the options out there at the moment are really lacking. You and I, we've both talked about like, we really want to create a more connected industry, like a fitness industry that really talks to each other. At the moment, it feels like because there's some gatekeepers out there who hold all the keys, it's kind of the same people who end up getting, you know, the attention of, of trainers. And so it's just the same information that's circling around. And we really want to create something that's like brings in, information not just from our industry but but leaders in other industries as well that we can learn from and we want to also make trainers feel supported because i mean it wasn't that long ago for both of us that we finished our certificate four in fitness correct and they just sort of kick you out and like good luck <laughs> go, go get them you know yeah. and, and you don't have that you don't have that support network uh-huh. you know so not only do we want to make it engaging and fun and educate people but we also want to build a like an inner circle like we have at the moment with our facebook group for uh-huh. the trainers tribe but we want to make that into an actual community where people can collaborate or they can mentor each other they can help each other out like we're talking about now outsourcing but on a whole different scale and i uh-huh. suppose the big thing is it's not just going to be your voice and my voice we're going to get other people in as well so yeah, yeah. if people are really good at designing workouts and their sessions are fantastic but they they lack at the business side of things then there'll be electives that they can choose or if somebody really struggles with creating an engaging lesson or new content then there'll be that as well so it'll really be a big broad range of experts and different ways for people to really focus on areas that they need to improve on to build their business. Uh-huh. Yeah, and um, we've both been to some really cool conferences. I mean, you're just about to head off to Jared Robinson, who we had on the show recently, his, yeah. his PE conference in Dubai. Yeah, in Dubai, yeah. So yeah. I, go, I go in two weeks' time, which will be fantastic. And I think at the moment, we'll plug for Jared, but I think there's 130 teachers coming from 26 different countries around the world. Uh-huh. So, obviously, on the scale, we're just going to... If ours could get that big, it'd be fantastic. <laughs> but with the same sort of idea, you know, that people can go and pick the sessions that they want to listen to. Uh-huh. You know, so if there's areas that you really want to focus on, that I just think it's a great model, all right? And there's, as we've said, there's nothing like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just came back from one of my favorite conferences, which is basically a summer camp for entrepreneurs 
run in the US and I've been to another one called the World Domination Summit. And the two things that these conferences have in common is they make, you know, learning about these things, not just the community aspect, but also that's great. It's that it's fun and engaging learning. It's not a dry yeah. industry conference. It's there's <laughs> some really good stuff. So we want to bring a bit of that stuff from yeah. our experiences and bring that into this and create something unique. That's really going to help train us. Cause that's what we really care about. Correct. So we're going to have a little bit of information about that on our website. So, uh-huh. um, and if you are interested, we'll have a opt-in page so you can sort of express your interest. I know we've spoken about it just briefly, yeah, let me, uh, let, let's put a domain. So if when you're listening to this, we'll have this ready, trainerstribe.com forward slash weekend, and you'll be able to just let us know if you're interested. We're going to run it here in Melbourne. Yeah, we are. Yep. So that, that'll also be the first. And if that goes well, then, yeah, we've got we've already spoke about going to maybe other places in Australia and then New Zealand for a start. Mm-hmm. So very exciting. But, yeah, that's uh, if you are interested, go to that link, and we will have it in our show notes as well. Uh-huh. Now, today, Kyle, we are talking about outsourcing, all right? And we've both got a really sort of different spin on this, mm-hmm. but it also we're sort of linked as well, you know, that we're going to talk about a lot of different issues that maybe trainers have. And particularly, as always, we're going to talk about things that we have done that have worked and haven't worked. I think that's where we've learned our mistakes. The big thing is here, and this is what we're both saying, is that the, if you can get more people into your business, it's going to grow. Mm-hmm. You know, quality people help you out. And I think that's sort of the big message that we want to go with. So, did you want to start off, mate? I was thinking you might start us off. Always, mate. I'm very okay. happy to start you've, with that. You've um, certainly got more, and we, we've touched on this in previous episodes, but you've certainly got more experience with the first type of outsourcing we're going to talk about and then maybe we'll talk about some alternatives cool okay yep so basically outsourcing and how it all started for me what what do you what do you define as outsourcing outsourcing is where i hire people to do skills or tasks for me that i struggle with or that i just don't have the skill set to do so what are some some of the outsourcing that i currently have i have somebody that manages all my websites and this person is in the Philippines and he's that good at that that now I've actually got him working on other things for me. So integrating my mailing system, my funnels. So because he's been so good at building websites and maintaining the four or five that I have, that now I've he's, he's learnt other systems that I need to be put in place and mm-hmm. I get him to do that. So there's one for all my apps. Um, the graphic design and the development of my apps and then the upkeep as well. Mm-hmm. So I've got 38 apps and I don't even know how to upload one to iTunes. <laughs> I wouldn't even have a clue. So the other day I had to contact, again, another person overseas, Pavel. He lives in uh, Poland and say, can you please do an update of one of my apps called PE Videos because it needed a new update. So okay. he has done all that for me. And again, in previous episodes, I said that I employ a graphic designer from the Philippines named Will. He does 20 hours a week for me. So this is my online marketing. So any of the resources I have on my member zone, they're all branded. They're all consistent. All my workouts are done on there. Mm -hmm. Um, He creates all that for me. All my website development, my ads, anything I need, I send it to Will and he'll get that sorted. Cool. And then I'm just currently looking at somebody as well to manage all of my social media accounts so again i will use somebody overseas 
And the best thing about it is at the start, it can be a little bit tricky because they don't understand exactly what you want, but you train them up. All right. And once, once they learn your style and everything, particularly the ones I use now in the Philippines, they understand what you want. And sometimes they're even better at what I was doing. So by getting these people on board, it's freed up so much time for me, but also it's improving the quality of content that I'm producing. So where I find these uh, people or these skilled VAs, so virtual assistants, most of them I use a website called Upwork. All right, so upwork.com, you go on there, you can search for different categories. So whatever you're looking for, I'm sure there's something on there. Or you can post an ad. So, for instance, with this podcast recently, I said to Kyle, I would look after the editing side of things. I didn't have any idea how to edit a podcast. So I went on to Upwork and I posted a job. We now have a, a Filipino called RJ who does all our editing. And mm-hmm. I simply upload the work. He knows exactly what we want now. And then he sends it back. So I post those jobs when I'm looking for somebody. But what I normally do is when I find somebody that does a really good job for me, I continue to go back to them. Yeah. All right. And I suppose a couple of fails I've had with that is don't always hire the cheapest person because some of the apps and ideas I had early on, particularly when I was hiring some really cheap, they just had no idea about what I wanted and they couldn't understand my picture. Mm -hmm. So in the end, it it just didn't work. Mm -hmm. And that's where now I've found if you're going to outsource overseas, Eastern Europeans and people from the Philippines are fantastic. Mm -hmm. I found they're the best at understanding what I need. Yeah. All right. and I don't know if that's just me personally. I know I've spoke to other people and they're in the same sort of situation. And the other websites you can use, and I know this is one that majority of people is called Fiverr.com. Yeah. So that's with a double R at the end. And basically, you can go on there and post, look for any job, and it costs you $5. So if you need a flyer made for your boot camps, if you need a video entry, like an intro, if you want someone holding a random sign up in Times Square, if you're a boot camp on it, you can get that. If you want somebody to leave a review on Facebook regarding how good your boot camp, anything, you name it, you can get it on there. And it's only $5. So again, I recommend you're going to you're going to get some work that isn't up to standard. Yep. But when you find somebody that's good at it, bang, you keep using that one. And then on the next scale of that, and this is for graphic design again, it's an Australian company called 99 Designs. Mm -hmm. And if you click on their website, they've got a side bundle called swiftly.com. And that's where Mm -hmm. you can buy bundles of 10 to 20 jobs. And I think they end up costing about $9 or $10 each. And you can post a job and a graphic designer around the world will complete that for you. Mm. All right. And I, I find, I've used that before. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's better quality than what you get on Fiverr. You're yeah. paying a little bit more, but then also it's done within under an hour. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I like it. Whereas some of the gigs you get on Fiverr, they yeah. can take up to five days. Yeah. Uh, and then at the end of the five days, you get a product that's rubbish mm. and you're like, I've just wasted so much time now. Whatever I wanted, it's not relevant. Yeah. So if I was if I was looking into that, I used to use Swiftly, but I was spending a lot of money, and that's why I invested in Will, my graphic designer now. So they're basically virtual assistants, and how I outsource. If you if you want to read a little bit more information about it, a guy named Chris Ducker. So if you go to chrisducker.com. I think he started virtual assistants basically in the Philippines. Um, and he's got a lot of free content blogs and everything about the process of going about hiring one, what mm-hmm. to look for, what not to. And I know you can actually hire through his website. 
Okay. Right, so he's also got a book called Virtual Freedom, really good blog, does podcasts. I'd recommend if you're a little bit skeptical about it, have a read of that because he covers all the questions that you may be not so sure about. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of, I know in previous episodes I've spoken about virtual assistants. I use them quite a lot and I know I've spoke to you about it, but that's basically in a nutshell where I get them and what tasks they do for me. Mm-hmm. Mm. So what about yourself, Kyle? What outsourcing or ideas do you have? Well, I'm terrible at outsourcing. <laughs> <laughs> at least you're honest. Like I said, we've, we've, I've used I've used Swiftly before to get some just some things done with images that, that I didn't know how to do, like cutting, you know, it used to be really awkward cutting out images and or like I want this logo deleted out of this image or something like that and they would just send it off there and it was quite cheap. So I, but I have thought of like some alternatives to outsourcing. So uh, this stuff's really good for those little jobs or the digital jobs. But what about like outsourcing stuff like training? And I know you've had experience in this field as well of like hiring people and, and stuff like that. But before I get into that, so another thing you can do to get some stuff done is if you've got 30 plus people at your boot camp. You've probably got a graphic designer in there. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, so we talked about you've got a guy who does your Google Ads Mm. for you. Yep. And he, he, in exchange for free boot camp. Yeah, so So I basically, Billy come along, he signed up to my boot camps and I normally, most people sign up through email. So I always go down the bottom and sort of check out what they do for a job. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Billy is in charge of SEO rankings and Google Ads and I just approached him and said, would you be interested in doing some side work for me to promote my businesses and you can have free training? So it didn't cost me anything. And I went to saving probably two to $300 a month that I was paying for a company to manage my Google ads. Wow. And that, as I said previously, that's the only area now that I use for marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's my, my business. I constantly get new people coming. So I would and recommend finding, you through, finding me through, through being Google. at the top. Obviously, mm-hmm. you've got to have a good website, good landing pages and things like that. Yeah. But the big thing is I get them to training and then I wow them with my sessions or mm-hmm. what I can do. Uh-huh. Yeah, but just actually getting those people for the amount of leads that I'm getting and what I'm paying, I, I can't speak highly enough of it. And Billy, so he, he's fantastic. You know, I've even got him clients now because of the job he's done uh, for me. Uh-huh. So it, it does have a flow-on effect. Yeah. Yeah. So what about, cool. out of your 30, have you ever had people in your sessions that similar no. sort of things? No. <laughs> I did, 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 I, I've used people for for little things, but I've, I've hired a voice exchange money. Um, but I know a friend of mine, Jess, had her websites done by two of her clients. So she split it over two clients. And it was, wasn't an ongoing thing. It was like, I'll give you, basically pay you in training. And, and they were happy to do that, you know, because they were paying, they were existing clients anyway. Mm-hmm. So they were saving money there and they were happy. And they did a fantastic job. Her yep. sites were great. Um, and then obviously the other thing is you can't really exchange or you might struggle to exchange training for trainers. So that's one area which you're, gonna, you're probably going to pay a bit of money and that's one area, again, you don't want to skimp on a cheap trainer because these people are representing your brand. And like, whenever someone's like a face of your company or your business, you want to really make sure that the fit's really good. So I have a few notes that my friend sent me. So my friend, Jason Billones, 
uh, he until recently worked with Michael Port, who wrote a pretty popular book called Book Yourself Solid, which was really, really big in the personal training industry for a while because it's all about like booking yourself out with clients. So that's his background. So he has some really good stuff and he sent me through these pieces as advice for me when I was looking. So I thought I'd go through them and they'd be really, really helpful. So um, his first point is, is to hire slow and fire fast. <laughs> I like that. So uh, don't feel like yeah, don't don't be like oh, I'm going to open six new locations at once yeah. and hire six new trainers because it's going to be too much. So just one trainer at a time. Um, as soon as it's not working out, be prepared to let go of them. Uh, take as much time as possible to get to know the person you're hiring before and after. If you go back, if you haven't listened to episode eleven with Vanessa, she talks a lot about. She's got eight trainers working for her. Wow. So she talks a lot about how the ways they've been successful. So I recommend going back and listening to that. Cause she's got some really good stuff on how they keep in touch with their trainers. Don't just look at their skills. So don't just look at how good of a trainer the person is. Like I know this from interviewing trainers. Like we've had some really good, technically good trainers who put me through a really good workout but their personality just didn't fit yeah. what we had going on at Sea Change. So you've got to look for that personality, you've got to look for that cultural. If you don't know one of the pieces of advice he's got here, if you don't know what your your culture is or what your business stands for, you need to take the time to work that out before hiring. Another piece of advice which I know you do with your outsourcing is to work on a project basis first. Yeah. Before hiring them to come on. Uh, so I'm just about to hire someone uh, when this comes out, we'll already spoken. She doesn't know it yet, but I'm about <laughs> to hire someone to help me with uh, my Facebook stuff. And yeah, well, we're going to start off. I'm going to negotiate with her a project, just like a month trial. And then maybe we'll add another two months onto that. And we'll just see how that goes before I look at putting her like on a retainer or something like that. So if you're hiring a new trainer, so if you're doing this this sort of thing with a new trainer, you might have them come shadow your work as your assistant trainer for a set period of time, maybe three months. But one of the things they do say is to, that Jason says, is to make sure that the project's actually substantial enough that you can see what they're capable of. So okay. don't have them come on as your assistant trainer and then they just basically shadow you for three months and then put them in front of a session. After a month, you need to make sure you're getting them to take some of the class, like instructor, so you can see what they're doing, then maybe have them plan some of the session, then maybe have them plan an entire session, and make sure you're actually seeing that they're taking on, one, taking on what you're teaching them, and also that they're learning, yeah, that they're, that they're actually capable of running a session before you throw put them in charge. I think that's similar to, obviously, when you become a teacher, you know, you do four years at university, I currently have two student teachers with me at the moment. They're at the start of my placement. They've been with me. They have six weeks altogether. For the first week, they simply just watch how I interact with the students, how I conduct my lessons, uh-huh. everything that I do, how I mark the work, everything about that. All right? Then we go through the next two weeks where they'll teach one or two lessons for the day. Yeah. All right. They'll mark that work, so on. And then by the end of the last two weeks, they're running the full day from start to finish. Mm. So it's one of those things that it's a slow, gradual thing. I'm yeah, not saying like that, that I'm the best teacher, but what I say to them is take the bits that I do well that you like 
all right, and you bring that in with your own style mm-hmm. and make it fit for you. Okay. And I think that's the same as running a session. Like people that say, it's my way, this is the only way, uh-huh. you don't actually know the qualities or what content or yeah, yeah, that, what that person bring could bring. They yeah. could make it better. Yeah, yeah. You know, your clients could like that more. Uh-huh. So don't just say my way or the highway. I think get them to model the things they like best about what you do with what they do well and then, yeah, find what fits. Uh-huh. Mm. Sorry to interrupt. No, no, that was really good. I think people will really enjoy hearing that. The next point that he had on here was there's two types of people that you'll hire. It's either hire someone for a low paying position Mm -hmm. or it's someone who's better at you than something. Yes. So, he mentioned that with people who are lower paying, so there might be your people you outsource to or... But this this rule kind of breaks when you're going overseas because it's all relative if, it, if you're paying someone low in your own country, your biggest problem is that it's going to be retention. You'll find that people will move on from jobs like that pretty quickly. So make sure, and I guess this is important, but make sure you really systemize that well so that someone else can just step into that. Okay, think McDonald's with those jobs. But then with the more, with people who are replacing you in something, find someone, you want to find someone who's bringing skills that you don't have already. Okay, yeah, you want to find someone who's. Don't be afraid of. I think sometimes we're afraid of hiring someone who's, especially with like. Imagine if we hire a trainer that's better than us. Yeah, I know. And they take all our clients, but it won't. It'll have the opposite <laughs> effect because it'll build your business. Yeah, yeah. If you follow the other steps of like building a relationship with the person, looking after. I'm not saying that sometimes there's someone still has a really hung up scarcity mindset, and that they're not going to try and do that to you, and that it's never going to happen. But I am saying there are certainly ways in which you can make someone feel welcome and like part of your journey and part of your team that they feel fulfilled within your business. Mm, okay. Definitely. I think the, the big one there is, and I've had pretty bad experiences here where I went from having two boot camps like that I'd run, I think, 11 sessions a week mm-hmm. to in the space of six months having four, five different venues and three other people that work for me and I I did it too quickly and I couldn't make my trainers feel I I just didn't give them enough assistance Mm because I went too big too quick and in the end it sort of backfired you know a couple of them just ended up stealing my clients and just simply because I didn't put the right systems into place yeah I I tried to do things too quickly Mm -hmm. so I think the best thing that they're higher slow and build slow Mm -hmm. otherwise you know, yeah. you put in all this hard work and I was working my butt off and in the end, now I'm sort of back to square one. I still have one that works for me, yeah, which, you know, is a really good friend and I'd trust him with anything. But my trust issues now when doing that is not the same as what it, what it probably should be. Mm-hmm. So I love that first point. Yeah. So quick question on that. Do you pay him I know this is not well I guess this is included in outsourcing do you pay him a flat rate or does he get paid by how many people shop no he so we're 50-50 partners so obviously it's my brand my business everything I've got is all lesson planned out Mm -hmm. my equipment advertising everything like that okay he makes half of every session so the more people he gets the more money he makes yeah yeah. you know which benefits me as well because then I'm making more money as well yeah but it's not all about the money. And I found that yeah, yeah. it's more about making this a partnership and that mm-hmm. my mate now, it's his boot camp, but I support him with all the things that 
it's taken me years to build up, uh-huh. you know, that you don't just get overnight. Whereas he's really personable, really good relationships. So he's great at running the sessions. Yeah. And he gets rewarded for how hard he works. Yeah. So I think that's a big one instead of just saying, oh, $50 flat rate or whatever, yeah, because yeah. then what's the point of them working harder? Yeah. You've got to give them some incentive. Uh-huh. It's like business people and things, meaning goals, they get bonuses. So they work harder. Yeah. So you know a lot of people who work in sales. Why do they work so hard? Because the harder they work, the more money they make. It's not about that, but people, when you're running a boot camp, a lot of people do this on as a part-time job on the side. You know, if they can work 45 minutes a night, for, really hard for that and get more people, they're making more money. Uh-huh. So I think you've got to have incentives in place and they'll benefit you in the long run. And do you feel like he feels like he's fairly compensated then? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. because at the end of the day, like we're both providing 50-50 of everything involved and there's no there's no setup or cost for him at the and start he's, he's incentivized like do you feel like it, it does incentivize him like he does definitely yeah, yeah definitely and at the end of the day of course you are because you want to the more people you get at a session and stuff as well it's, it's more enjoyable yeah, it's yeah. more energy it's fun well i asked that because i mean i left i left my boot camp which i've just started back at this week it'll be a few weeks and when this goes live and the this payment structure there is is you get paid per person who attends. Yep. It affects how much you pay for the session. And and yet I still think that someone has there has to be we talked about this before, there still has to be a certain mindset associated with that that you're looking for in a new in a new trainer. Because they're if people are really stuck in trading their time for money mindset, which is like most businesses, so like full-time or part-time job, you get trained a salary, you get paid for your 40 hours a week or you get paid, you know, $25 per hour, whatever it is. The only way their brain works to make more money is to find a higher paying job or to work more hours. And usually it's to work more hours and that they get trapped in that mindset. And in those cases, I almost feel like they're not a good person to be paid per person per session. And in fact, they might just not be a good fit for your business. Probably right there. Um, for a trainer. And so you do want to look for that type of trainer who is incentivized by the idea of, oh, well, if I get 20 people in this class, I can be getting like over a hundred dollars per session. Like that's, yeah, that is the kind of person you want. So I think that is important to look out for that type of, for me, working as a trainer was very incentivized for me. I was like, yeah, why aren't I going to put like 10 people, 20 people in every single one of my sessions? Cause then I'm going to make a lot. A lot more money. I'm going to have to do less PT clients. I mean, they can work less. But to other people, they're still like, why can I just work more? That's just what they're trapped in. It is just a mindset that I've noticed here. So so looking for that in and sort of gauging that in, in the uh, trainer to see if they seem excited by that possibility of, of earning more per hour. And I think you, you can pick that up out obviously in the start when you, you meet somebody and, and at a good point again, you don't just hire them straight up and say, right, this is yours. Yeah. yeah you've got to do that trial. And uh-huh. if that's sort of the way they are, if you give somebody like a teaching round, like I say, after six weeks, I could tell if a teacher is going to be a good teacher in the future mm-hmm. or they just don't have the right skill set. And it's exactly the same with personal trainers. I think they need to be able to prove themselves to you mm-hmm. because if they can't do that, if they can't meet and greet people, they can't build relationships. That's really the most important thing in a session. Mm-hmm. So I think you've got to test them out first and yeah, don't just rush into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
That's good advice. Okay, there's one more point I have on here, or that Jason put on here, and that's to always be hiring. So by that he means uh, always be looking for the next person even if you don't have a position for them right now. And I feel like that's what happened to me when I hired my first assistant trainer. Uh, I went to a course, a boot camp course, and um, I did the course. And I remember there was this guy that <laughs> I had just gotten into like barefoot train, like this, like, we shouldn't be wearing runners, you know, we shouldn't have the elevated heel, we should be wearing like more flat foot shoes or we should be going barefoot more. And uh, here's this guy wearing <laughs> wrestling boots to... <laughs> To, a, to like a boot camp course because he's like, I, I didn't want to wear other shoes. He had some Vibram five fingers, but he didn't know if he'd be allowed to wear them. So he's wearing his wrestling boots and then he swapped into the, the shoes. And I think I ended up taking my shoes off when we did some of it barefoot. But immediately I was like, who is this guy? Like, <laughs> he's really yeah. interesting. And we got chatting and, and he was, you know, working in an industry where he was getting paid very well and he was happy to keep working in that, but he liked training people. He liked working with people, he liked sharing his fitness stuff with them. And at the time, I, I think I like barely needed an assistant, but I was, I came back and I was like, I, <laughs> I talked to Marie who owned the book. And I was like, we, we need to hire this guy to be my assistant because he's just awesome. Yeah. It was fundamental in like growing that bootcamp to a bigger size and being my assistant for many years. So, yeah, I think definitely when you find those trainers, even if your business is still feeling young, like, can you have them come on and just, like, take one session a week? Or, yeah, can you work out something with them? Can you help them get started like you do with your friend? And it's like, yeah. I'll take care of all the marketing and stuff and do all the stuff for you. You can just rock up and train. Yeah. Yeah, be open to that possibility of collaboration or, yeah, grabbing that person. Grabbing that person. And, and but not even that, just seeing how you can work together and uh, like you've got to be willing to let go of the reins a little bit because everybody's got different skill sets yeah you know and you know as i said look through your clients find out what they all do there's a possibility that you could be helping them yeah yeah you know with something else or they could be helping you uh-huh. and i'm sure they'd be happy to not pay for your sessions and they probably want to help you too because they like obviously your business what yeah. you offer and they're pretty passionate about it you know, and uh-huh. they wouldn't come to your groups otherwise. Mm-hmm. So I never even thought of that to mention that today, but I think that's so important. You yeah, go through yeah. old emails or just, you, you probably know what a lot of them do anyway when they yeah. rock up and you simply ask them what their, how their day was and what they do and things mm-hmm. like that. I bet one or two of them will be able to help you out. <laughs> yeah. Which actually brings us pretty well to another type of outsourcing, which is not really outsourcing, but it <laughs> certainly can take the load off, which is, partnerships correct uh, so we know a few really successful boot fitness businesses including the gym i go to is built on a partnership one guy takes care of the business the other guy's the trainer uh, they're both from the fitness industry but that works really well for them and it means that they are both focusing on what they're best at in the business so having yeah so being open to not having to do this by yourself but that you could actually be as successful if not more successful by having someone else work with you. Correct. And, and we spoke about this with doing the podcast together. Like when we approached each other, we, we both could have probably ran our own podcast. Yeah. But together, you've got two different ideas. Mm-hmm. You've got two people to motivate each other. Uh-huh. And then together, what you can achieve can be so much bigger. You know, uh-huh. using other people's 
skill sets or what they're passionate about. You know, you're really good at the business side of things. I love the game side of things. So together, and that's how the obviously the weekend come about, the Trainers Tribe weekend that we're going to do, uh-huh. simply because we're very passionate about building a boot camp and we've got different skill sets that complement each other. Yeah. So I'm sure they'd be the same in your boot camp with another trainer, with somebody helping you run your Google ads, your marketing, your Facebook, get someone to do your graphics. Mm-hmm. You might you might even get a photographer down. Mm-hmm. Simple little things like that you can work together. You'd be surprised if you just sort of reached out and, I don't know, asked for some help or... Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's been... I mean, it's, the podcast is another thing I've been wanting to do for about 12 months. And I mean, I'd taken no action on it, but having going into a partnership, it's like you've got accountability. Yep. You've got someone, it's making decisions with two people is like perfect because you're like, oh, I'm thinking about doing this thing. And the other person's like, yep, perfect. Done. It's like, it's okay, we're stuck with that. Okay. Whereas yeah. by yourself, you could be thinking about this thing over and over and over and over and over and over and just like going on and on in and your you head. Don't do it. And having someone actually there who's like, okay, let's take action now. That's, yeah, it's super helpful. It might even, it might even be, I noticed recently, there's a lot of like charity boot camps or things like that. So yeah. it might be that you want to run a free boot camp to obviously promote your business, but on the weekends, you know, like a, a gameplay one or just where people can socialize. And it might be you going to another boot camp in the same suburb or city or even location, uh-huh. joining up together, and together you can run this huge successful event. And then from there, you know, you never know what will happen. You know, and, yeah. and the best, the biggest advice I would say is I approached Kyle through email. We went and had a coffee. Things are going really well now with our podcast. I'm in charge of certain things. Kyle's in charge of certain things. We need to get them done by due date. And together, we're able to produce a podcast. Whereas individually, it'd be too much work for what we're both juggling at the moment. Yeah. And we probably wouldn't enjoy it as much as we like yeah, catching yeah. up every Friday. <laughs> we go and have our... We're taking turns of buying breakfast or lunch, we call it, 10.30 in the morning. And then we come back, we record, and we talk about things, you yep. know, things that are going well on our online businesses, what we're doing in our boot camp sessions, and then future plans like our weekend and things like that. So none of this would ever happen if I hadn't reached out to Kyle and Kyle hadn't been open to the idea. So I suppose a big thing I'm just going to finish on, be open Think about maybe write a list of people in your area or people in your sessions that could help you do something better in your business or an idea that could build or create something. Uh And you don't, just writing that list might even get you inspired to do something about it. Alrighty, guys, thanks for listening. If you uh, really like our episode, you can uh, leave feedback and check out our show notes. Yeah, you can find the show notes to all our episodes at trainerstribe.com forward slash podcasts. Uh, and if you're feeling generous or you'd really like to let us know how you're feeling, you can go to iTunes and leave a really nice review for Kyle and myself. Yeah, or if you want to help us spread the word and get more trainers you know, putting some of this awesome stuff into action and helping to improve our industry, uh, just email this onto someone else or forward it or tell them about the show. We'd really appreciate it. It's really helpful. I've been uh, Dale Sidebottom. I've been Kyle Wood. <laughs>